And what a day that will be. In His presence, in perfection, without any, any of the trials, guilt, sadnesses, or griefs that we experience now. But in the meantime, oh, to grace how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let that grace, now like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. You may be seated. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all of you gathered here this day, joining us through our our broadcast or here in person as uh, brothers and sisters of St. Lawrence, as well as all of you gathered here because of these young people, whether you be uh, uh, sponsors or, or grandparents or aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors, whatever it may be, welcome to all of you and to you, the, uh, the 2014 Confirmands of St. Lawrence, may the knowledge that your Lord and Savior Jesus goes with you wherever you go, may that fill you with joy and peace and guidance this day and every day. So do you think Jesus is smiling today? Do you think Jesus is smiling? I suppose you could imagine that Jesus is smiling every day on the one hand, but as you are going to stand before this congregation as you already have through your statements of faith, but again today to be able to say, I believe that God has created me And Jesus has redeemed me and the Holy Spirit has sanctified me, made me holy. Do you imagine that Jesus is smiling today? I do. I can't imagine the joy that there is in the presence of our God and Father in heaven. And of all these people gathered here today. Now, let me ask you, how would you feel? if you also heard the words of Jesus spoken to you today, I tell you the truth. Every one of you will fall away on account of me. How would you feel if your Lord and Savior Jesus spoke to you today and said, every one of you will fall away from me. I don't know about you, but that really puts a damper on things, doesn't it? To think that that could possibly happen? How many of you would, like Peter, stop and say, never, Lord? Which one of you would stand up and say, I don't care what you say, Jesus. I don't care if everybody else in my class falls away. I will not. In fact, I am willing to die with you, Jesus, rather than deny you. How many of you think or know that that's what you would do? Don't answer it with hands. But it's something that we're caused to think about as we approach the events of this week. As we've been going through the story at St. Lawrence, it is coordinated so that the events of Holy Week and of course of the glorious resurrection coincide with the actual dates in our calendar year as well. 
And the reading that we had from the Gospel of Matthew was part of that story reading. That's precisely what Jesus said to his disciples. Every one of you will fall away. And Peter stood up and said, never, Lord. And yet Jesus said, oh yes, you will. Now, you get the opportunity to make that same pledge today. As you say, yes, I, pro- I believe, yes, I promise to live as God calls me to and to never fall away, even to the point of death. Now, why would you be willing to make such a pledge? Why would you, at age 14 approximately, be willing to say, I'm willing to die for Jesus? You know the answer. It's because you have been taught that God is alive. That God is real and that he's active in your life. That's what you've been taught as you've studied the scriptures, as you've learned the catechism, specifically the Lutheran understanding of the scriptures. That's what you believe. You've been taught that. Many of you chose scripture passages for your statements of faith as your text that would say, God will never leave me. Where God makes that promise, be strong, I will go with you wherever you go. I will uphold you with my right hand. I will never leave you or forsake you. You've been taught that. But even better, you've experienced it too. Many of you have experienced it in many different ways in your life. You've discovered that not only what the Bible claims is true, you've experienced that it is true. And not only through your experience, you've been able to experience through this group of witnesses that's behind you. The family that is here. The sponsors, the the friends that have demonstrated in their lives that you know what? God is alive. He is real. He is working and active. And he is worth dying for. What a blessing that you have. What a blessing with this group of people that's here to show you and to model for you that God is real. And that's why I think you're willing to make that pledge. But guess what? There are differences of opinion in this world with regards to God. I know many of you were able to join a number of weeks ago when a movie made its premiere And I know many of you perhaps have seen this movie. If not, those of you who have seen it, I would imagine every single one would recommend it. And that is the movie, God's Not Dead. And in that movie, you might recall, or for those that don't know, the proposition was put out to a college student in his Philosophy 150 class by the professor that said... Let's just cut through all this stuff and let's get to the point where you as freshmen can get to where every sophomore in college knows and that is God is dead. 
And the professor quoted uh, Friedrich Nietzsche and that famous quote that he had made about God being dead. And he talked about that, yes, it was a metaphor, and yes, it was a matter of how things were viewed. And in that class, you might remember, there were, I don't know how many students were in there, but one of the students, and so he said, everybody just simply put those three little words on the paper and handed in. God is dead. But, but what happened? Go ahead. What happened? Those of you who saw it, what happened? He didn't do it. There was one guy, at least in the movie, one guy, Josh, I think was his name. And what did he say? He says, I can't do that. I'm a Christian. And so the professor said, that's fine. Then you have to defend the antithesis. You have to present in class the antithesis of God is dead, namely that God is not dead. And the rest of the movie takes us through his personal challenge in faith and how that impacted his own relationship with his girlfriend, with his family, and how it impacted other students in the classroom and this professor and so forth. Excellent, excellent movie, truly. It's a great opportunity. But you see... As much as you might say, well, that was a movie, that really is based on a very common and a very powerful belief that is becoming more and more accepted in our society that says God is dead. Not that um, maybe he never existed, but that he's irrelevant, that he's not needed, that he plays no part in our personal lives And therefore, for all intents and purposes, God is dead. Now, I don't know enough about the movie God's Not Dead to know how much it was based on a just a completely fabricated story or if it was based on anything in reality. But I don't know if you know this, there was a a couple years ago a professor at Florida Atlantic University that thought it would be a neat exercise for his students in this class to write on a piece of paper the name Jesus. This is a true story. And he said, I want you to write on this paper the name Jesus and then place that on the floor. And then, after thinking about it for a moment, he then asked them to step on that paper, to stomp on that paper. And he wanted to see what kind of reaction and how that would make people feel. That happened. Now, maybe it's not always that cut and dried about either you have to say God is dead or not dead, but this world would want nothing better than for us to just give up on God. There are plenty of examples it would be pointed out how God must not really be present and active in this world because if he were, then these terrible things that take place they wouldn't happen. In the case of the professor in God's Not Dead, again, somebody who saw it, what was the biggest thing in his life that he really held against God? Do you remember? Did you see it? His mother died of cancer when he was like 12 years 